We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Our guy Ben Mintz with his fresh haircut uh, <laughs> joins from Hoboken, New Jersey today. That's where he is. Normally he's in New York. Sometimes he's in New Orleans. He's heading back to New Orleans here soon, but he's in Hoboken today. Looking, looking fly with his barstool hoodie and his new haircut. <laughs> Look at you, man! If you told me you're going to be all looking all good, I'd have gone and gotten a fresh haircut myself, and I matched. It, you know? Well, you know, I I had a big trip last weekend where I went to LeBear's Lake Charles, which is my favorite pen property. I think we have, and it's such a nice property that they got a barber shop in there. And so, you know, who am I to to not go in there and take advantage of all the amenities we got? So I hit them up for a haircut and a shave, and you know, I'm trying to. Look a little better, and uh, I made a trip out of it. Went to the uh, well, went to that awful Monday night game. God bless. That was a rough effort from New Orleans yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, got back up here, but doing good. You know, uh, getting excited. Uh, you mentioned the New Orleans thing. I know I talked about it on here last week, but you know, when I leave for the Christmas holidays, I'm not coming back. And uh, pretty pretty excited about it. You know, I feel like I gave it two. It was almost like a two year business trip up here. You could actually say. You know, I. Really gave it two years to earn the opportunity I have now and uh, just so excited about the next three years. And I'll be able to be around Oxford a lot more for big stuff, too, being NOLA. So it's, yeah, I, I, you can't say this, but I will. I, I, two years in New York would be literally all I could possibly stand. Well, it, it, it was about it. You know, I love Barstool and I actually like Hoboken. Hoboken's great. But the New York thing, look, if you're not making a quarter of a million dollars a year, which I'm not, even if whatever <laughs> people think this job is, you're barely getting by. Like, you don't understand the rent and the price of living up here is so much. Like, yeah, if I was making half, half million dollars, it'd be awesome to live in New York. But if you're not, it's tough. So, you know, I'm excited. I got the new three-year deal. I got a raise. And I'm going somewhere where the money can go a lot farther. And, you know, I'm almost 40. I got to start saving some money. Uh, it's uh, uh it, it's all positive. You got to help me make some money here today. Let's see. I got some strong opinions this week. I this, right. this board. There's a lot of stuff going on with this gambling board. I spent a bunch of time on it already. All right, I'm interested to hear it. Well, I'm just going to start with some SEC games. Feel free to uh to, to tell me when something else comes up. Um, Missouri at Tennessee. The line's twenty. 
Tennessee coming off that loss, but they're very much in the uh, playoff picture. They just got to win and got to win big now. Yeah, so it's really fascinating that Tennessee got spanked by Georgia, but their playoff chances are like the exact same because of Alabama losing and Clemson losing. I mean, Tennessee is actually sitting in an ideal situation. You get into that LSU win has aged incredibly well. You got the LSU and the Bama wins. They got to beat, they got Missouri at home. They got at South Carolina and at Vandy. They go three and oh in those games. They get to 11 and one. They're in that playoff, period. Yeah. yeah. They're going to have the strongest one loss resume. Uh, Missouri has, you know, fought teams hard. They have a good D line. But man, that court, just when you play Tennessee, I mean, it's kind of similar. You saw what happened with Kentucky. I mean, you got to score some points to keep up. And man, our quarterback Cook is one of the worst in the country. So Tennessee's in a bounce back spot. It is an early game. Um, but I just don't think Missouri can keep up for four quarters because I just don't think they can score enough. So you like Tennessee laying the points? <sighs> 20 and a half is a ton. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think t- I, I don't know. I just hate laying that many points. I'm probably yeah. staying away, but I don't trust Missouri. LSU at Arkansas. LSU very much uh, in the picture as well. They're going to get a shot if they can win out. They'll get a shot at Georgia, presumably. And hey, crazier things, I guess. But LSU only a three and a half point favorite at Arkansas. The uh, Razorbacks lose to Liberty last week. I, I've had people try to talk me into this. Uh, they have failed miserably. I am taking LSU and laying three and a half points. Maybe you can do it because I trust your opinion a lot. But you're gonna have. This to is actually the one that's the most fascinating to me because all the sharp syndicate stuff I follow is on Arkansas huge here, and you look wow. at. Well, I think it's all situational. LSU coming off, you know, their biggest – one of their biggest wins in school history Saturday night. It's an 11 a.m. game. It's going to be in the 40s, which is good, you know, for Arkansas. Obviously, Ole Miss fans cheering very hard for Arkansas in this game to have a shot to get back in the West because that sure. result was just brutal for that last weekend. Um, but I, I think it's a situation where, I mean, how in God's name, like LSU, how could you not take them? Arkansas losing to Liberty. I don't know what's going on with K.J. Jefferson yet because we're taking this three days out, and I know he's really banged up. I don't know. Is Jaden Daniels, he's an Arizona State guy. Has he ever played a game in cold weather? I mean, I, w- I guess I wish this thing was at night for Arkansas. But, I mean, I think it's Arkansas or pass. It's just a weird one. The only problem with LSU, though, I know it – Everyone knows how much of a trap this is, but they got a great coaching staff, Brian Kelly. You got a senior quarterback in Daniels, and they're playing to get to Atlanta, the SEC championship game. So yeah, I just don't buy it. There's no lack of motivation. And I think people are acting like that is a thing. So if you had told me that LSU lost in overtime last week, I might be all over Arkansas here. But LSU knows what's at stake. Um, I just don't buy it. I, I, yeah, I, maybe I'm wrong. I'm probably staying. I'm leaning towards staying away. I, I just I, y'all also know my style. I come on here every week, and I don't bet road favorites in spots like this. It's like literally one of my gambling rules. I just never. I'm just not a road favorite guy. And so, you know, and off that Bama win and everything and the emotion and obviously everybody saw the scene down there. I, I'll probably stay away, uh, despite what everybody. And I mean, this barstool. I just get so much crap because I'm from Louisiana. Despite what everybody at Barstool says, I'll be cheering for Arkansas for Ole Miss's West chances, uh, despite the amount of grief I, I catch on a day-to-day basis up here. If people Kentucky's that. laying 18 against Vanderbilt. I don't care anymore. I, I'm done with Andy. I'm, I, I've tried. <laughs> I've tried so hard to get them a win. I really have. I feel like, I feel like I've been let down. I, I did everything I could. 
I treat they're just bad on usually think van they're just bad on defense yeah they suck I'm done I I, I give up yeah I I got nothing here I'm staying away um I'll tell you one that I like you probably haven't given much thought to it but you're a Louisiana guy I really like Georgia State minus 14 against ULM I kind of think I I could see that ULM's been playing so they, they had a win last week they've been playing really high scoring games this year so I kind of thought if the weather was good, I was looking at over 59 in that. But ULM's been one of those teams. They've been really good at it. They, they've been fighting people at home, but they still struggle on the road, and that's kind of yeah. where they're at under Bowden. So I, I, I see what you're saying there. Um, Alabama and Ole Miss. Alabama an 11-and-a-half-point favorite in Oxford, 230 CBS. I mean, been talking about this game. It's lost a little of the national juice because of the SEC stuff, but it hasn't lost any of the juice here. This place is going to be a zoo this weekend, and it feels like a spot where I think Ole Miss has a chance if everything kind of breaks right. I feel good about it. I, I don't want to, like, I'm not – it's funny seeing the lane stuff, you know, just praising saving as the horse on Twitter all week. Like, last year I was messing around with, like, a countdown to the game. None of that this year. But there's a lot of stuff to get into in this game. First of all, this current era of football we live in, this is the first game in the entire playoff era, which started in 2014, that Alabama's playing that doesn't affect the playoffs. How are they going to react to that? And Nick Saban could be the greatest coach of all time, but those 18 to 22-year-olds come to Alabama to win championships. They got their hearts ripped out of their chest last Saturday night. And look, what are they playing for now? To get to a BCS Bowl? That don't mean anything. That means nothing to them. And so all the people thinking Bama are going to just bounce back this week, I don't know. I think this game means so much more to the Ole Miss side. And you know Lane off a bye is going to have all kinds of stuff up his sleeve. Alabama doesn't have the explosive playmakers we're used to. I think that's the obvious thing. We looked at our receiving core. Look, I like Ole Miss in the point. I think we got a good shot to win this thing. I, I, I really think this sets up good. I think it could get pretty wild, but – I think I really, you know, if Jackson Dart takes care of the football, I, I think it's very possible. I do too. I mean, I do. Um, couple, Maryland's at Penn State, Maryland plus 10. Louisville, I love this game actually. Clemson just, they let it all get away last week and they look like crap doing it. Um, they got a quarterback issue. Louisville's a pretty good team. Louisville's got an underrated defense. You think about Malik Cunningham with the mobile yeah. quarterback. But Louisville's defense is like top 10 or 12 in the country. I mean, I, I love think this seven, game. Louisville yeah, seven, seven. And then also, you know, there, there's the thing. Bama's dealing with this too. Clemson is too. It's like when the dam breaks a little bit, you know, it, it can get bad. And like now Clemson's probably not playing for the playoff. E. I mean, I, I don't think they can make it one no, loss. They're not. They're not. They're not getting there. They know seven, seven's a big number here. I'm looking at the under two. 52's high. I think this game's going to be a grind. Um, so yeah, I like the Louisville and the seven. I get, I guess you're, I get what you're saying here. Hey, a really fun game in two, in uh, New Orleans, UCF and Tulane, uh, both nationally ranked. Tulane's got a chance to get to the Cotton Bowl. Uh, Tulane laying a point and a half against uh, Gus Malzahn and the boys. What do you think? I like Tulane a good bit in this game because they got a great front seven on defense. They got two stud linebackers, and I think they'll have a game plan for John Rice. Uh, because I, I look and I, you know, obviously love Plumley. Uh, you know, obviously great old miss guy. Still, you got to make him throw to beat you. It's pretty obvious, and I think Tulane can do that. 
Here's one that I like. Tell me if, if you're agreeing. It's a Pac-12 game. I like Washington State minus eight against uh, – They should crush her. Yeah, I think Washington State's pretty good. They're actually better on D than you think. Cam Ward's pretty good. I, yeah, I like them too at home against Arizona State. And I like the Oregon State to crush Cal even at 14. I, that's another one. So. Oh, I do too. I like that one too. I might go heavy Pac-12 this week. Um, This Wisconsin-Iowa game, I know nobody's talking about it, but Iowa feels like it's righted the ship a little bit, yet Wisconsin's favored – in uh in Iowa City, what do you think about it? I'd like I always like Iowa when they're home underdog. Just through the years, they're feisty in the spot. And I don't trust Wisconsin as far as you can throw them. So I'm leaning Iowa plus one here. Iowa scored a few more points the last couple of weeks, and everybody knows yeah. how bad their offense has been. But you know, I think they can win this game. I'm they ran say. a play action pass last week. It was unbelievable. It was like un- it was they like, throw it in the flat, or actually threw it down the field. Well, he threw it down the field. It was unbelievable. Threw it was called a, I think they call it a forward pass. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, I think I figured you were gonna say, yeah, they did, but then they threw it to the fullback in the flat. So no, it's unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Uh South Carolina heads to Gainesville. Uh Florida looked pretty good against uh de- depleted te- terrible Texas AM team. South Carolina got a win at Vanderbilt. South Carolina gets eight uh in, in Gainesville. Yeah, man, I've been back and forth on this one all week. I just can't. It's like a spot where you think South Carolina will fight them, but I just just can't trust Spencer Rattler, who I never liked and couldn't believe so many people thought were going to be good this year. South Carolina, you know, look back on their team this year. Everybody thought they were, like, ranked, what, because they beat A&M at home? I mean, they lost at home to Missouri. They're not good. Like, they're not. And I know Florida doesn't have a good defense this year. Florida really doesn't. I mean, they got a good running game, and that's what they got. But And, and Richardson's mobile. Um but yeah, I, I I just can't trust South Carolina right now. So I'm I'm probably I'm leaning to staying away though because Florida's weird too. I, I do think Napier is a good coach though. He is. He's a good coach. Um, Georgia's at Mississippi State. This line keeps dropping, Ben. It's down to 16. Why? I have a weird. This is a Mike Leach special spot to fight. Uh, you remember two years ago they were plus 31 at Athens and they almost beat them. They lost 31-24. Yeah. Georgia coming off. You know, they, they, they beat the crap out of Tennessee. I mean, that was a dominant effort. You got to give them all the credit. That was their big game. But, like, this would be a letdown spot off that. Look, I don't know if State can win the game, but I always say this about Leach. You know, great underdog, bad favorite. I think this is a spot where even if State, they're not great, I think this is a spot they're going to fight. So, I lean State in the points. Interesting. Um, I love Oregon minus 13 and a half at home against Washington. Just love it. I think Oregon's going to smoke them in Austin. Um I know you like Washington a good bit. Well, no, so I actually agree. And I want to even going farther on that. This Bo Nix thing leaves the dumpster fire that's Auburn. He's 12 to 1 to win the Heisman Trophy now. What a story that is. And I'll, I'll even go farther. Kenny Dillingham, the Oregon offensive coordinator, is the next great young offensive mind in college football. He's one of one. He was at Memphis under Norvell, and they had those good offenses. What he's doing with Bo Nix. I'm telling you, if I was a G5 school or like a lower-end Power 5 school, he's who I'm hiring as a head coach out of every option in the entire country. That's how highly I think of him. What he's done with Bo Nix this year, and I thought he was great at Memphis when he was the OC back then too. I think he's the guy, and I, like I said, I, I, I just think extremely highly of him. I know 13 and a half is a lot of points, but it's not a lot of points in the over-unders in the 70s. Oregon's going to score a ton. Washington's defense has fallen all. You know, they've had great defenses through the years under Chris Peterson late, but they're not like that this year. 
you know, they're kind of playing more shootouts in Pinnacle. I think Oregon, uh, you know, Oregon and Eugene, they're going to roll. The Oxford Exxon Podcast, also brought to you by Dead Soxy. Go to deadsoxy.com. Uh, use the promo code REBELGROVE. Get 25% off the best socks you'll ever put on your feet. Deadsoxy.com. College Corners, your one-stop rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, just go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Largest selection of rebel gear in central Mississippi. The Oxford Exxon Podcast also brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand-select pieces from top designers from work to lifestyle to nightlife. They've got the perfect something for everyone. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, so many more. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. We're also brought to you by our friends at Walk-Ons. Walk-On Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Uh, visit their stores in Oxford or Ridgeland today. A-Stock Auctions is a Nashville-based online auction company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items at A-Stock start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1. Shop now at astock.bid or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock Auctions has multiple locations around Nashville that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. Want it? Bid it, win it. Solutions RX is a probiotic, multivitamin, and supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. It's pharmaceutical grade, manufactured right here inside Mississippi. I've been taking some uh, Solutions RX products for a while. What they really do is they just help with um, create, God, reversing is the word I was looking for, the depletion of minerals and vitamins in your body from some of the medicines that you take. It puts those vitamins back into the body. Helps with those side effects, helping you stay more compliant and taking your medications, helping you stay healthier over the long term. SolutionsRx.com. Type in the promo code OEP at checkout. Get 10% off your first order. Hawkeye Portable Buildings, $79.91. Highway 7 South in Hawkeye. Custom builds your building to your specifications, however you want your carport, ATV, your storage shed, barn, hunting cabin, or other buildings. Hawkeye can accommodate you. You pick the color, the style, the windows, the doors. Hawkeye makes it happen. In-house financing is available, free delivery and setup within 75 miles of Hawkeye as well. For more information, call 662-226-2233 or go to HawkeyeBuildings.com. We're also brought to you by 7 South Tailgating. Still a couple of games left in November. Alabama coming to town, so is Mississippi State. To uh, make sure that your uh, tailgate is one that is easy for you, one that you'll always remember, one that's uh, convenient where you can enjoy your friends and the game and not worry about all the setup and cleanup, get in touch with the people at 7SouthTailgating.com. Submit your request today. Game Changer Patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for the next play. GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your order. ACS is a complete electrical control system solution provider, a Rockwell-recognized system integrator based in Baldwin, Mississippi. They have a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. To learn more, go to ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601-4381. Also brought to you by Layman's Fine Jewelry at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving the Oxford area for almost 75 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Layman's is the gold standard in fine jewelry. 
Visit them at LandmansFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. TCU, Texas, TCU in the playoff hunt. They're getting seven points in Austin. Boy, it feels like a spot where TCU, the the bubble pops. I think the bubble ends. I think Vegas is telling you that that line. And I'll tell you what else about TCU. And don't get me wrong, I think they're a great story. There are a few things. Gary Patterson being on at Texas probably knows a thing or two about them. You know, that's a little bit of an – I don't – you know, that's interesting to me. But the big thing, you know, TCU, I think it's like five games in a row they've played where they've, they've either, like, knocked out the other team's quarterback. I mean, it's like some kind of crazy – they've had a lot of breaks go their way. Yeah. And I like their story, and I think Sonny Dykes is an awesome offensive coach. But, I mean, this just – I just feel like this looks – TCU plus seven. The, the line coming out at seven instead of four here tells me a lot. And – I kind of think Texas, that was a good effort last week at Kansas State. I think they may be right in the ship. So, the only thing about this, though, is TCU always beats Texas. But, yeah. But and they yeah. always fight them in this series. So, it's it's like one of those things where you say all this, and you t- if you take Texas minus seven and TCU wins, you're just like, what did I just – like, what was I doing? But I still think Texas is the right side here. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. North Carolina, a... uh road dog at wake forest uh wake got a win last week actually wake lost last week north carolina um pulled it out of virginia i'm pretty ugly but it's a win. pretty ugly but am i crazy to kind of like the tar heels here and i don't know what to think the last two years these two teams have played i mean these games have gotten in like the hundreds 
I mean, these yeah. games get so out of control. Over under 77 and a half. Yeah, I mean, it should be. I remember last year, I think it was like in the 80s, and it was, a, and it was, a, and it was in the – the over hit in the third quarter when it was in like the 80s last year. Um, this is just a weird line because Wake's unranked favorite over a ranked team. Uh, I don't know what – and then also, I mean, who – I don't know. I, I don't know what to think of this one, to be honest. Uh, I, if the weather is good, though, I, I – even with the total being this hot, I think it's going to go over, which is crazy. Uh, Texas A&M and Auburn. Uh, boy, before the season, you would have thought this has a chance to be a really sexy game. It's not. The storyline's Carnell Williams and Texas A&M trying to remain bowl eligible or get bowl eligible to do it. They've got to win out. They're three and six. They get a point and a half on the planes against an Auburn team that probably is going to be really motivated to play yeah. for Carnell Williams at home. That's my thing, man. It comes down to when the, when the, when things are going bad like this, you take the team that cares. And Auburn, you know, that was a even though they're not good, they fought so hard last week to come back in OT. They're playing hard for Cadillac. All those five star recruits that are making hundreds of thousands of dollars at A and M don't give a crap about this. You know, the, the, whenever it goes bad, it's not like these people are at A and M because they love the school. When it starts going bad, you know, they're all thinking about the transfer portal. There's probably going to be a mass exodus out of there. And uh, I can't, I just feel like the culture in one locker room has got to be a lot better than the other. So, I mean, I leaned Auburn here. I kind of like Florida State at Syracuse. I know I'm laying seven points, and you don't like uh, – No, I don't know. Florida, Florida State's pretty dang good, man. I mean, they killed Miami. Like, I, that, I'll tell you, that was the one I was – I thought Miami would fight because it was a rivalry game. And, no. <laughs> they did not fight. Hey, big – while we're at it on an Ole Miss podcast, let's all thank Miami for taking Mario Cristobal last year. Because I'm pretty sure Lane Kiffin would have scored a lot more points than they've scored the last few weeks. Don't you? Uh, if they'd have gone, you know, and I, you know, and who knows what would have happened there. But I, I was definitely worried about it. Um, but uh, yeah, I, oh man, Florida State's playing. They're pretty good. Jordan Travis is good. So yeah. that game's on a fast track too. Florida State off a rivalry wins the only thing, and Syracuse kind of fights people at home. So. You know, I, I'm probably staying away, but I, I, Florida State, you know, they're, they're not – they're. I mean, they're at, at a point where I'd say they're a pretty good football team. Um, Any other ones stick out? I, I didn't touch them all. There's a lot of other games. Like Southern Miss is at Coastal Carolina. Southern Miss getting five against the Coastal team that just got a big win. Jamie Chadwell on the radar with some people. Um, yeah, I wouldn't trust uh, – I just don't think Southern's got enough offense on the road. I know they got a pretty good defense, but I just can't. They, I just – they struggle to score points. So my, guys at, my guys at South Alabama laying 16 and a half against Texas State in Mobile. Yeah, Texas State just lost at ULM last week. Yeah, um, yeah I just 16 and a half is so a much. But I number. think South Alabama will win. I got burned on – I think I took South Alabama against ULM and they didn't, they won and didn't cover a couple weeks ago. That's, yeah, uh, they got backdoored. Yeah, I, I, had, I remember I lost that game. Um, I'm trying to think, but that was most of them. I mean, I think the big thing here is, like, I really think – like, I don't want to, like – I'm not chirping on Twitter. I'm trying to keep it low key, but I mean, I really think Ole Miss could win this game. So yeah, I, I do too. I, I, I just do too. this sets up right. Bama's defense isn't, you know, you got to block blocking Will Anderson. I think is obviously uh, the paramount issue, but I think Ole Miss's running game is good enough to run the ball on them. And I just think Lane. I think they're gonna be ready. I really do. And I know it's a huge weekend in Oxford baseball team getting their rings. I mean, it's the atmosphere is gonna be special I, and. I feel I feel like it could happen here. I think Ole Miss – I mean, I definitely like Ole Miss in the points. You know, I feel like they're either going to win or lose close. I don't think they're going to get blown out of here. 
And I like how Lane's approached it. You know, last year he had the popcorn comment. This year it's just like nothing but nothing but praising the the great the, saving the horse. You know, he learned yeah. he learned his lesson, and he's kind of making fun of himself by doing everything. And yeah, uh, so I respect it. And look, it's kind of a home underdog. We oh, one other one I mentioned. I think you, I think Liberty's going to have a big letdown at UConn after the Arkansas win. Liberty's a fourteen and a half point favorite. UConn's like playing real hard under Mora. I actually think UConn. I don't know if they win, but I definitely like them in the points. Uh, that that was one I want to make sure I mentioned. And I think Hugh Freeze – everybody's talking about Lane to Auburn. I think Hugh Freeze is getting the Auburn job. I'm hearing a lot of the smoke from behind the scenes on that. I, I'm, I've heard – I'm hearing some stuff about it. Yeah. I, I, I don't – I'm not ready to completely agree with you, but, boy, I sure wouldn't disagree. You know, yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen, but boy, I think he – I mean, that was a good audition last week, winning in Fayetteville after Arkansas just smoked Auburn the week before. Uh, yeah, can you imagine sure. an SEC with adding adding all the characters we have already and just toss Freeze in at Auburn? <laughs> he fit, he'll fit right in, though, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. All right, let's get into the NFL slate. Uh, the Sunday morning game over in uh, Berlin, I think. It's the Seahawks plus three against Tampa. God, this line um, is just so ratty. I just, I just don't – you know, it's like one of those things where if you've been watching football this year, how could you not like Seattle with how Tampa's look? But – that's always the thing that I'm always have my guard up for those kind of spots. So I'm probably just going to, and also it's hard to ever know what happens when you go to Europe. I feel like that makes it even harder to handicap. So I, I believe I'm going to be sitting on the sidelines for this game. I hate that Tampa won last week though, man. Mm. Yeah. They did, they, they, but they didn't play well. They didn't. No, they, they stayed there. They, they're not good, but neither is anybody else in that division. Houston is at the Giants, another kind of ratty line. The Giants are only a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, feels like they're begging you to, to take the Giants and lay the four-and-a-half, and I'm real tempted to do it. I'm thinking about it, too, because I'm, I'm wondering how Houston can score. But the Giants have been like – the underdog thing has been so much of their role all year. And what's weird is you see that story with their McKinney, the, the Bant Bant, Bant safety – who's one of their captains getting in that ATV accident in Mexico on the week off in Cabo. And that's not a very good look for a captain, to say the least. Um, I don't know if I trust the Giants like late. They play so many close games that I think I'm going to just sit back and watch this because I feel like they're just – they just it's in their DNA to play close. Uh, Jacksonville gets nine and a half uh, at Kansas City. The Chiefs were fortunate, frankly, to beat the Titans. They screwed around with it. Um they get a Jacksonville team that's just not any good. Nine, no. It's a big number, but it's not as big. It's not double digits, and so it's kind of in that middle area. What do you think? The, Casey had the stretch last year late in the year where they won like seven or, or maybe – I don't know if it was last year or two years ago, but there was a stretch where they like won all these games and didn't cover any of them, and I kind of feel like my guard's up for that right here. And uh, Doug Peterson and Andy Reid, definitely close, you know, former OC. I don't know what – you know, who knows how that affects this game. But, like, I feel like KC's going to win, but I'm not so sure they're going to cover. And so, I think I'm going to sit this one out. Cleveland at Miami. Miami typically pretty good at home, laying three and a half against a, a Cleveland team that I can't figure out. I give up. How This is the other rat line of the week. How is this not seven? I know. I saw the thing come out at four, and I was what? Well, I mean, a part of me wonders if it's as simple as this, Ben. If it's the the NFL is so has so much parity this year, and the games are so close, and so many games decided within one, that if you put a line at six or seven, people might they might beat you just by saying, "Oh, all right, you're gonna give me seven points, I'll take them." 
I guess, man. Miami's been good when two has played, though. They score a ton of points. Uh, I know that they allowed a lot the last two weeks on the road in Detroit and Chicago, but man, I just I feel like if Miami come out as a six point favorite, I'd be on them in this game. But I just cannot believe it's only three and a half for what I've seen out of Cleveland this year. And I feel like they're just like begging us all to take Miami here by the mm. way the line is. But I, I know I can't take Cleveland. Like I just there's just no way. <laughs> I just can't do it. Minnesota goes to Buffalo. The Bills. Got an issue at quarterback all of a sudden. The Vikings, they just win. They get three and a half in Buffalo against a Bills team that, I mean, I guess Allen plays, but you wonder. I think Allen's out. That's why the line went from six and a half to three and a half. Uh, You know, I think he's going to be out the next week or two. And that means we get the Case Keenum against the Vikings after he got him to the NFC Championship a few years ago. And I'm going to say it. This is a bold one. I love Buffalo in this game. I believe in Keenum. I think he's one of the best backups in the league. Stephon Diggs against this old team. If you're inclined to ever do those parlay plus same game parlays thing, Keenum, Diggs going off against this old team. Buffalo, big win. I think I think Buffalo – I don't trust Minnesota on the road either. Buffalo's yeah. got a good D. But, you know, everybody's overreacting to that bad loss against the Jets. And the Allen thing, but I'm telling you, if you can find – Two or three backups better you'd rather have in there than Keenum. You've you've done more than me. I mean, I think Keenum's good. So I think Buffalo, I think Buffalo rolls, to be honest. Another noon game, kind of a dog, really, to be on the TVs here, unless you have the package. This is why you should have the package if you live down here. It's the Titans at home against Denver. Tennessee laying two. On one hand, you go lay them, and on the other hand, you're like, yeah, but if Malik Willis is the quarterback, <sighs> two points is a bunch. If I felt like um his name's escaping me right now. The, the, Tannehill. Thank you. If I felt like Tannehill was going to play, I'd lay these two points and just go ahead and spend the money. But I, I don't know what to do here. Man, I, I just think it comes down to it's a very simple thing. Mike Vrabel's on one sideline and Nathaniel Hackett's on the other. Give me Tennessee, just period, off the coach. I just think you've got – you know, you literally have just – the coaching difference here is just – it's too much. I think Tannehill should go. I think they're being careful – not playing him last week because that division's so bad that they don't even need to risk him because the Colts, I mean, we hadn't even gotten into that. We'll get in that second. I know. Like that with Colts, Texans, and Jags, Tennessee's in the driver's seat. So, like, why would you risk it, you know? So, I, but I, I, I lean Tennessee there. Detroit, they head to Chicago. The Bears, they're not winning because their defense suddenly is depleted. But offensively, I think they're starting to feel like they found something. Justin Fields gets NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Uh, they added a Claypool at receiver. They, they, they're a little more dynamic right now. Fields looks a little more comfortable. They're getting the tight end, the kid from uh, Notre Dame involved a lot more. Oh, yeah, Claypool, yeah. Sure. You know, um, they, they uh, it's it's – looking and feeling a little different all of a sudden in Chi-Town. And Detroit's coming in, coming in off a win against Aaron Rodgers and the, and the Packers. But this this feels like maybe a moment where the Bears have a something to build on. I like the Bears a good bit. Detroit's terrible on the road. I mean, they're horrible, horrible on the road. I think Fields has got some momentum. Uh, I, I, I like Chicago a pretty good bit in this game. I also think Detroit – you know, this is a great week to get the bet against them off their Green Bay win. You know, they got their win. And I know that's emo- – no matter how bad Green Bay is, that's emotional, and you know, because everything has happened in that series. So, I- I'm on Chicago with you. 
Uh, one last noon game. It's the Saints coming off of whatever you want to call that on uh, Monday <laughs> night. Um, whatever. Pick, pick your I was making it. I was doing videos during the game, just trying to be funny with it. Like at halftime, my buddy I was sitting with went on a mission as a prank to find an Andy Dalton jersey to buy to give me to wear the next day. And he went he went through the entire Superdome and couldn't find one. And he came back and he goes, man, I guess they're just all sold out of Dalton jersey. <laughs> it must be sold out. You can't find them. They're running off the shelves. So they go to Pittsburgh to play a Steelers team that's actually as bad as they are. The Steelers favored. I'm, I'm sorry. Steelers getting a point and a half against the Saints. Uh, I, something about this game is is so uh my, where, where the heck's my hang, hang on a second something's my something came up my computer where i can't see right now can you see me yeah i see you yep okay well then i'll just keep going um but i uh, so something's up with this game where i always say this it's one of my cardinal gambling preachings whenever you look horrible on sunday night or monday night just take them the next week and we saw cincinnati remember how we talked about the Bengals last week and how bad they looked on monday night came out and killed carolina I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think the Saints are going to somehow win this game. Uh, I like the under 40 a lot, though. I think this is an over-under that could be 35 even. I mean, this thing's going to be ugly. So, I, I lean I lean under more than the Saints, but I kind of think the Saints are going to win here, even as crazy as it, as bad as they look Monday. I really do. I never would have thought that I would be eagerly anticipating this game, but I am. It's the Indianapolis Colts plus six. In Las Vegas against the Raiders, um, boy, the Colts. Jeff Saturday's going to coach. A 30-year-old dude's going to call the plays. What a mess. And then the Raiders at home laying six. Crazy. I'm taking the Raiders. I can tell you that. I mean, we're talking about a Colts team. Jeff Saturday was an ESPN analyst last week. He's coaching. They don't have one coach on their staff that's called an offensive play above the high school level. This is pro football. Yeah. And then also the way this thing's handled, they're going at Sam Ellinger. I just look, uh, the Raiders are obviously bad. There's no denying it. They just lost to the Saints in Jacksonville. But I mean, I there's just no way. I, I, I like the Raiders a decent bit here. I think this Colts thing is like a historic situation, and there's just no way I can take them. I'm with you. Uh, a game I really like, Dallas minus five at Lambeau against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I know there's this tendency to go, they're going to bounce back, they're going to bounce back, they're going to bounce back. Are they? Against a really good defense? I'm not so sure. Yeah, I don't know about them scoring, but this De Green Bay lost as a road favorite in Detroit and their home underdog this week. And, you know, that's that one that I always that, – that's that trend I always follow. So, I don't know if I'm going to be able to hit submit on Green Bay, but I'm Green Bay or nothing on this one. I mean, I, I think if you do like Green Bay, though, you got to bet that you can't imagine it's a shootout. You know, you got to look at the if you if you if you think Green Bay is going to find a way, you got to think it's probably because it's lower scoring. But agreed. Uh, over, but over, no, under, I think I think I'm on Green Bay plus five is as, as much as it pains me. Uh, the over under on that 43. In case anybody's wondering, uh, Arizona heads to uh, Los Angeles. The Cardinals terrible at home. Pretty good on the road. The Rams, mm, it's just not a good team right now. It's spending Super Bowl champs. Cardinals getting a point and a half in Los Angeles. Well, so I like the Rams until I heard Stafford's out with the concussion, and now I got no, now I'm off it. Because here's the, the NFC West, it's a weird thing, but the Niners always beat the Rams and the Rams always beat the Cardinals. And it's just been a thing where the Rams just they never they won. I, I don't know how many they've won in a row over Arizona, but it's a it's a whole, whole bunch. 
But having said all that, if Stafford's out, I'm off them. So, you know, if Stafford, if they announce that Stafford's going on Sunday, I'm taking the Rams. If not, I'm not playing the game. Uh, the other Los Angeles team, of course, on the road, they're in San Francisco to play the Niners. The Niners, a seven-point favorite over uh, Justin Herbert and the Chargers. I know the Chargers got a ton of injuries, but, man, seven's a lot. They play close games against everybody. I feel yeah. like seven's a lot here. So, I think I'm leaning the plus seven. Uh, you know, I know the Chargers have a lot of people banged up, but seven's a lot. Of, that's a, you know, touchdown's a lot in pro football. I know the Niners. I do think the Niners are going to merge over the second half, but they're not like a team you like laying a ton of points with generally. So, you know, as of now, I'm leaning the Chargers in seven. In the Monday night game, we're going to test a trend here. Uh, NFL double-digit favorites are like 3-13 and 13 so far this season. The Eagles a 10-and-a-half-point favorite over the Washington Commanders. I like the Commanders. They've been playing close. Even when they're playing bad, they're playing close games. So, I'm, I'm leaning, you know, I'm leaning the 11 here, uh, and I'm leaning the commanders. I'm not saying that they're great or anything, but, you know, you just said it, you know, the double-digit favorite, that's a lot of points in pro football. And it seems like they play hard for Heineke. So, I think they could fight. You know, I don't think they'll win the game, but, you know, I'm not I'm not laying 11. Ben, how can people keep up with you this weekend? How can uh, they uh, follow you? So, this is a bummer, but I'll just say it on here. So, Barstool, we've got the we got the Barstool Invitational Friday night in Philly, and it's the first college basketball thing we've ever done. Dave and Big Cat and Jake Marsh are calling it. Mississippi State's actually a part of it. They're playing Akron, and Andy Kennedy, our old friend in UAB, are playing Toledo. But it, they're making a huge, huge deal about it up here. And so I'm going to go to that and just do the stream and watch Bam Ole Miss. I'm sick to my stomach. I'm missing Oxford. But this is a huge – like, it's one of those things where, Neil, you, you know the drill is, uh, you know, being in media and company stuff. I, I'm not saying I'd get – I'm not saying I'd get in trouble if I didn't go to this, but it's being strongly uh, yeah. encouraged that everybody support this. because You're big doing order. the right thing. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I hate – you know, like, I mean, I'm sick to miss Oxford. This hey, weekend. you get to watch Jelly Walker play uh, – yeah, he's terrific. He's fun to no, watch. You know, he is. But it's just – it's one of those things where you like reading the room. Like, I don't think I'd get in a lot of – too much trouble if I wasn't there, but they're like very strongly encouraging everybody to go and support it. So, I'm going to do that. I'm going to watch the stream, do it big. I'm sick. I'm not going to be in Oxford. I made LSU game. I made Kentucky. And, you know, I'm going to – I'm planning on making the bowl game. I mean, it definitely hurts me. Oh, I'm friends with so many guys on the baseball team. I'm sick to miss sick – to miss them getting their rings. I also do want to mention, uh, I got to do something. I'm not going to say it, the video isn't out yet, but I got to invite a couple, a couple old Miss players to Senior Bowl. Uh, Jim Nagy out of Mobile hit me up and asked me to do the invitation to the team and the players. I don't want to mention who it's for yet, but uh, I thought that was just, you know, you never like it's just funny. This job is so crazy. The stuff you get to do, like you never imagined possible. But I thought that was really fun. That's really cool, man. I'm super happy for you, and uh, you got a lot going on for yourself, and that's awesome. Enjoy Philly as much as Philly can be enjoyed, and um, <laughs> and uh, we'll talk to you next week. We'll see what happens in this Ole Miss-Alabama uh, game. Who knows what next week's about when Ole Miss heads to uh, to Fayetteville. It could be could be a massive game. It could be a nothing game. I just don't know. We'll see. Yeah, no, we'll know. Like I said, the, the Arkansas-LSU thing, look, Arkansas's got a shot. I mean, it's just if Arkansas beats LSU in that early game, everything changes. So, you know, we'll certainly hope I, I hope they do. And uh, hopefully Ole Miss Bama's big. And hope everybody enjoys Oxford this week. I'm literally like – I'm just like nauseous saying I'm not there. I, oh, I hate I'm missing it. But 
Everybody have fun. Hi, Toddy. Look forward to hopefully beating Bama. Benjamin, talk to you next week, my friend. Thanks, Neil.